This Southwest special is the first episode that I ever recorded, and it taught me a lot about how I needed to run my podcast. It mainly taught me that my Wi-Fi is terrible, so please bear with because there are a couple of sound issues, but they don't last long. It also helped me to structure the way I write my questions. This was also the first interview that Lee has done, so I am very grateful that he stepped out of his comfort zone to do this with me. So this is the Southwest Special with Lee Hayward. See you on the bike. Hello and welcome to Cycling Talk with me, Georgia Mahoney. Today we have mountain bike and cyclocross rider, Lee Hayward. Hi, Lee. Hello. So um, how did you first get into cycling, Lee? Uh, well, I think I got into cycling probably in about 1986 or 87. I'm probably 14 or 15 years old. Well, I used to do paper round on like a, a rally grifter, <laughs> if you've ever seen one of those sorts of bikes, old school thing. Um, my uh, neighbour was, uh, he was into mountain bikes and stuff and I hung out with him a fair bit and I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get into it and sort of go riding with him. So yeah. That's, quite, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Mm. So do you remember your first race? I exactly remember my first race yes spookily enough i actually kept um a scrapbook with uh, all my old race numbers and stuff in so uh i often flick back through it and have a look at uh, at the races i used to do but um mm-hmm. and i raced in a forester dean um, oh, one wow. with a couple of mates uh, one from a bike shop i worked at and uh, yeah and a couple of uh, people i just sort of i knew um i think I'd look at the results sheet actually the other day and there was 125 starters on the start wow. line. <laughs> Quite a few. So um, what was the first bike you remember being like really excited about? Well, I've had a few, yeah, I've had a few. Um, I think the first bike I was really excited about was probably my first proper mountain bike. I mean, I had some quite rubbish bikes when I first started riding yeah. I think my first proper mountain bike that I was excited about was um was a bike called a rally I think it was a rally montage something like that and uh, I had sort of like 15 gears or something and it was yeah. a big old steel thing but it yeah. felt like my first proper mountain bike yeah it was a yeah it was a bit a bit of a clunker but yeah so what was your first cycling memory that you've had my first cycling memory was, and that's a tough one, uh, probably riding a bike with stabilizers on outside the <laughs> mum's house. <laughs> uh, and if I remember rightly, I think I actually crashed into a parked car. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I was about five years old or so. Yeah. yeah but um, luckily no damage to the car or myself. <laughs> <laughs> so what bikes do you have now then? Uh, I've gone from pretty much having one bike to suddenly having fortunately about four or five um wow. uh, yeah the uh, my i've got an orbea oith which is um 650b for four suspension mountain bike um that one's kind of slightly retired now i've been uh i've got an orbea oith 29er which again is a four sasser but uh, obviously with a bigger wheels this time and uh, that's a proper weapon of a bike that is <laughs> uh, i've got my terror or bear terror which is my cyclocross bike and i've kind of been using that as like a winter road training bike and um i've just got hold of an orbea orca omx which is um their sort of flagship road bike it's got ultegra di2 on it obviously the weather's been horrendous i've been out on it about <laughs> twice luckily yeah. i've just been out on it today so that was quite nice yeah and, um and i've got a which I picked up about a month ago a 
giant Kdex CFM2, which is 27 years old. It's an old retro mountain bike that I used to race on back in the day. That's uh, So I'm going to slowly restore that back to how we used to race on it back in the day. That's a carbon fiber Kevlar alloy bonded lugged frame thing. It's a hell of a bit of kit, that is. Yeah. I'm going to take a bit of a while trying to find all the parts from sort of 27 years ago and try <laughs> and build it all back up again. <laughs> yeah, so you said that you have four Orbeas and yeah. I also noticed you have an Orbea hat. Does that mean that you ride for Orbea? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm kind of like a like a brand ambassador, I think you'd call it. Still trying to promote Orbea bikes down in the southwest and... Uh, and yeah, and uh, ride for ride for a for a team for mountain bike racing. There's a couple of us that normally meet up when there is some racing. Yeah. What disciplines do you ride, and which one is your favourite? I ride. Well, my favourite is definitely mountain biking. Always I've been. Always been a mountain biker. I like obviously I like cyclocross. Uh, sort of the endurance side of mountain biking. Sort of twelve and twenty four hour team races. Um, done a few closed circuit criteriums on a on a road bike that was quite a yeah. few years ago that was really good fun i just i think i was in barnstable town center they sort of shut the whole town center off oh wow and, yeah uh, we raced yeah it was good fun we raced around a you know like a, a circuit it was a very long circuit a couple of kilometers but uh that was flat out racing really good fun yeah but uh, I definitely my go-to is definitely mountain biking cross country so you said that you got into cycling when you were sort of 14 15 did that mean that you had a sport before then and cycling was just like a second sport for you uh, not really i've always been like a, an active sort of person but i think uh yeah i think i think probably mountain biking was probably the first real sport i actually got into i went i went on to do a few other different things i, I raced until about 93 and then uh i just wanted to do something different so my first first time i sort of raced was quite a short period of time really only over sort of maybe five or six years and um and then uh i decided to Try and well, I actually tried to learn how to windsurf. I thought, I thought <laughs> wow. I'd do something different, yeah. And then I realized I really sucked at it. <laughs> so, in the meantime, I'd passed my um my driving test, so I thought I'd just start driving down the coast and learn to surf, yeah. And then I was completely hooked on surfing then for a fair yeah. few years, but uh, that got expensive driving from sort of I used to live in the Midlands and then drive by Cheltenham and then driving yeah. from Cheltenham down to uh. Now, I used to go to Nuki quite a lot, and it just got so expensive. Yeah. And, uh, and a couple of my mates said, why, "Why don't we try snowboarding? We got like a local dry slope, which is literally about half an hour's drive from Cheltenham." And uh, and I started learning to snowboard. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was good fun. Yeah, probably one of the best, apart from mountain biking. Probably one of the probably the second best thing I've ever learned to do. Riding a bike's the first one, and snowboarding's the second one. So when you first started training for cycling, what was it like compared yeah. to how you train now? God, blimey. But I mean, back when I first started riding, it was we kind of did it just to ride off-road, really, and uh, just get out in the countryside and get up the hills and that sort of thing. So it, we, did, we didn't even sort of train as such. We just rode off-road and did skids and wheelies and yeah. jumps, that kind of thing. And uh, I think the amount of information that was available back then to – you know to recreational sort of riders i'd say was minimal and you know, really yeah. didn't really have much information to be honest uh, unlike nowadays i mean all you got to do is go on the internet and uh, you can pretty much find out anything and everything you need to know yeah about riding a bike and obviously with power meters and heart rate meters and you've got all your uh, all your statistics and your stat everything you need nowadays yeah was back, back then it was just a bit well for me anyways just a bit more sort of guesswork and getting out and having fun really mm. 
So have you learned anything new during lockdown? I you know, certainly learned how far my patience can be pushed by my, <laughs> uh, my twin boys. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, from I think from a cycling point of view, it's uh, I've realised that with no racing on the horizon, it takes a lot of commitment to uh, to actually get out and train. Still, I think that's what I found the hardest, to be honest. Mm. You know, trying to focus on something to uh, to get you through sort of lockdown, really. Yeah, and, uh, I think uh, I think just looking, you know, past lockdown, sort of into October time, uh, looking at that as a as something to focus towards. To, sort yeah. of to keep me motivated on the bike it's just been you know, it's been tricky really so um you said about struggling with the motivation how do you keep motivated and like seeing as there's going to be not much racing this year what what have you been doing to keep yourself motivated um well like i said i think i just sort of there's a winter series called um the brass monkeys which is um i think it's over West sort of West London way. I can, I can never remember the name of the area. So I'm kind of trying to use that as a focus point to uh, yeah. to sort of stay motivated and to keep me ticking over with my riding. It was easier in the winter to use Swift to yeah. to do some training on. But obviously, when the weather's nice, yeah. you don't you don't really want to be sat indoors on your on your trainer. And uh, so that's so that's been well. And I joined. I was another thing I did. I joined the um, Southwest Swift Road Racing League or something like that. I think it's something like it's called. And they do um, virtual online road races oh, wow. every every Wednesday, <laughs> so that that's been that's really good, good for uh, for staying motivated and focused towards that. I do rubbish in it because it's not my style of racing; it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just like um, big power outputs for as long as possible, and I don't. That's not my uh, not my racing style, unfortunately. But it's um, it's awesome training, and you kind of get to ride with other people, so yeah. it's, uh, that's definitely helped with the uh, with the motivation. So how did you make the jump from riding regionally to riding nationally? Basically just got my um, British license yeah. so I could compete, uh, drove to the first round of the series and went for it. <laughs> was, it was it very different from when you were riding regionally? Uh, yeah, re- I mean, region, uh, regional races feel like almost like a bit of a family atmosphere. You yeah. know, everyone seems quite friendly and... And you know a fair few people there, but um, I remember going to my first national, and it was Sherwood Forest, and uh, yeah, I was pretty intimidating. Uh, mm-hmm. Everywhere you looked, there was like big easy ups with like team names over. There was people busily rushing around looking after all the riders, and people were warming up on rollers, and it just felt really professional. And uh, and I, how it turned up in my car. <laughs> just yeah. jumped out scratched my head a bit rode around one <laughs> and signed on feeling all pretty intimidated yeah but uh but i think as soon as that gun goes off when you're on the start line that's scary and then the gun goes bang and that's it you're in the race then it's kind of yeah. all that feeling just goes away you just concentrate on your racing what's your favorite race of all time my favorite race i've done yeah it's a tricky one really it's probably i reckon i could probably go to the most awful course <laughs> But if I'm riding really well, I'd have a really good race, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, you could be at the best course in the world, but if you're underperforming and you know you can perform better, then I think uh, I think that's the odd part, really, of yeah. racing. But um, I think my favourite my actual favourite race, there's probably a couple, actually. I think one of them probably was Sherwood, and it's not my sort of course. It's just flat, mm. sprinting, sort of out of corners, and not that technical. But um, I remember. I think it was probably last, the beginning of the last season. I think Sherwood was. 
and it was just I was on form for it which is unusual (laughs) (laughs) it uh, it was just flat out from the start I managed to stay in the front group and towards the end of the race our group got held up by some bat markers yeah it was it was tough going and there was a group behind of about another 10 or 15 riders that just sort of swamped us at the end it was carnage there was sort of 25 of us or so just all sprinting there was some pretty hairy overtaking shoulder to shoulder racing going on and I don't very often end up in a sprint for the finish line and if I do I normally get beat because I'm not really not a sprint type <laughs> rider and I think there must have been about 10 of us all literally side by side sprinting for the finish line oh, wow. yeah the, oh. it's sort of like 20 seconds or so separating the top 20 riders it was <laughs> it was super close racing wow, I mean yeah. I finished fairly far down the field I was like 25th or something like that but the actual racing is uh it was superb such good fun yeah so how many times have you been southwest mountain bike and cyclocross champion uh, mountain bike southwest mountain bike probably maybe two or three times for mountain biking and i think twice twice for cyclocross yeah something like that yeah yeah oh so, you do so many races yeah. they all blend into one it's that's yeah the, that's the especially with cyclocross there's one every weekend isn't there yeah <laughs> Do any of your family ride at all? Uh, not not competitively. My wife has a bike and my twin boys have a bike um, each. Yeah. Although we went to Weber's Post in Exmoor. I think the Mer- uh, Minot Merlin's organised like a little oh, yeah, yeah. kids I've, race. I've, I've, I've been Weber's to Post. those before. You've been, yeah, good yeah. fun. I, yeah, I took yeah, the boys up there. Good. Yeah, did you enjoy it? Yeah, they are, yeah, yeah. I really like them. Really Excellent. Nice. You know, yeah, I took my boys up to there. They yeah, they loved it. It's good fun. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get into it a bit more. I, I don't want to push them into racing no. or riding or anything, but they do like going out and riding on their bikes. Definitely. What advice would you give to someone who wanted to start racing nationally, like a young rider? A young rider, probably advice-wise, maybe join a club or a a group, you know, a team, and you know, maybe some. Yeah, a team that's maybe had some experience racing at national level. Yeah. I think think for me that would have helped if I would have gone with somebody who would have had some experience of racing at nationals. But um, I think it's because uh, you can feel pretty intimidated at these events. Yeah. Uh, you know, they feel big. They feel like there's a lot of stuff going on there. But uh, I think it's probably important not to put too much pressure on yourself. I mean, it's more about ex- enjoy the experience and sort of learn mm. to grow from uh, from one race to the next. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> so, who is your favourite current cyclist? Uh, mountain biker, probably someone like Nino Scherer, obviously, mm-hmm. world champ and all the rest yeah. of it. Um, and then probably road rider would be um, Julian Alaphilippe. He's, yeah. he's proper, proper classy yeah, rider. Yeah. Rides with Panache, Grace. The way he rode in last year was just superb. Just mm. reminded me of old school. Tour racing from the 90s it's great yeah so who is your favorite cyclist of all time funnily enough i don't know if you can see my t-shirt <laughs> marco yeah. pantani <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah, he's a clay i've always liked pantani even from like sort of the 90s when i used to watch uh, a bit of tour de france from back then he was always a, a rider that stood out i think that's probably why i like julian alaphilippe because he reminds me of uh, the, the way that pantani used to ride yeah, for the young um, people like me who don't know who Pantani is, can you ex- explain who he is to everybody? Yes, he's a Italian cyclist, uh, and he was from the era of the like the nineties, 
tall racers. Um, I think he was 50, he was like 55 or 58 kilos. He was a tiny, tiny rider, <laughs> but um, absolutely phenomenal in the mountains. There's just nobody could touch him in the mountains. Once he decided to attack, then yeah. he was gone. Yeah, he was a, a very classy rider. But um, and for well, his life story is pretty uh, turbulent and up and down. And unfortunately, he had a very sad ending to his life. Yeah, pretty, pretty sad, really. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever get to read his book, his book's really well worth reading. Yeah. So you have five minutes before a race. What song do you listen to to get yourself ready for a race? Yeah. Well, I kind of I've put a playlist together that I um, that I warm up to. So uh, let's like plug my headphones in and uh, sit on the on the uh, on the rollers and uh, I listen. I usually have it on shuffle. I don't like to listen to one particular song. Yeah. I'll start one song and just get stuck in your head. Yeah. My, my head anyway for the whole race. Yeah. And normally just one little bit that I can remember. Yeah. So uh, I have it on shuffle and I listen to all sorts. Anything from, I don't know, ACDC, Thunderstruck to I've got some... Um, sort of opera stuff that I listen to. Some I don't even know how you pronounce it. Bizet, Carmen or something. Mm. Love is a Rebellious Bird, I think the name of the song is. Uh, heavy stuff like Napalm Death mm-hmm. or high high tempo stuff. Anything to put my, my head in a good place kind of thing. I get a song stuck in my head whilst I'm racing as well. Oh, it's <laughs> awful. I remember getting something like the, was it the Baby Shark? Oh, oh I had that yeah. once. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's awful just one tiny little bit just yeah. gets stuck and goes round and round and round in your head yeah it's hard to shake yeah <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on today lee it's been really good oh, no problem lovely to and talk to you thank you for listening as well and you can check out our instagram at cycling.talk.podcast and you can find our podcast on Spotify, Acast. And coming up soon on the podcast, we have national champions and elite cyclists. See you in the next episode. Bye.